We now return to Thunder Warriors, already in progress. Hostile infrastructure. Airstrike, now! Uh, sir, I, I think that was a school. Well, that was an A-plus shot. Put them out of their misery. Uh, sir, I think that, that's a... That's a burn ward. Oh, I call those burns. <laughs> Make their first degree, third degree. <laughs> Smells like bacon and freedom. I don't understand, Commander. I, the, the enemy compound should be here. God damn it, Private, give me that map. They got the damn thing upside down. We're not on Centurion 9, we're on Centurion 6. <laughs> I guess that makes me a blunder warrior. Next time on Thunder Warriors. Well, boys, looks like the Emperor himself is putting us on a final push to unite humanity. <laughs> Looks like all our hard work's about to pay off. You know, we're uh, like almost 20 episodes in and you'd think I'd get tired of that intro music, but I just, I just don't. <laughs> it just doesn't occur for me. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the 40K Podcast. I am one half of the hosting duties and I am Shane and joining me is, of course, I am Drew. He is Drew. <laughs> also, I'm getting over a, a, a head cold, so yeah. if I sound a little weird, that's why. If no, I it's, extra, it's allergies. Sexy, you're welcome. Your, your allergies. It's all your allergies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can make that joke because that person will never listen. <laughs> so, um, Drew, we we've been discussing that we may we may prattle on too long for invulnerable saves. So, I'm gonna try to keep this one short and sweet for myself. And it is simply uh, being able to. Call off work. That's, that's, that's my joy today. Like, <laughs> like, like having, having the ability to call off work right now has been uh, really good for me being on back on nights. And it makes me happy knowing that I'm probably screwing somebody over there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How about you? What's yours? Sudafed. <laughs> good old sign is clear and possibly meth creating Sudafed. <laughs> Huh, the meth is just simply a bonus that it can do. <laughs> Perks you up, <laughs> clears you out, it's everything you want. <laughs> so we are uh we are on part two of the Emperor of Mankind uh half ass story that we're doing. Uh where we left off was he was reaching the outer reaches of the galaxy, he's spreading the good word of the Imperial Truth, and he's decided I'm out. I'm gonna go back uh, back home to Terra. I got me a project to work on. 
You all don't need to know about it. Daddy's and retiring. He's going to start selling things on Etsy out of his tool shed. Daddy has got shit to do at home. Horace is in charge. Oops. <laughs> yeah, Horace is uh, basically given the rank of war master. War. War were declared. <laughs> war were declared. So, so yeah. So Horace uh, becomes war master, uh, and he's going to carry on the crusade and finish up cleaning up the galaxy. Only problem is uh, he's going to get stuck with a chaotic uh, pig sticker and slowly fall to chaos. <laughs> oh, no, my superhuman kidney. <laughs> so there's... We're going to save that stuff for I probably a future episode, probably coming up soon, is the actual heresy and what's going on. And probably, I, I think, and I'm live feeding this as we go, but I'm thinking, Drew, that we would probably break it down to what each, maybe what each Primarch was doing during the during the crusade and up to their Horus heresy and where they fell. I think that'd be a fun... Uh, the whole Fulgrim and Ferris Manus, like, uh, that well, whole... You, that whole relationship. Things like well, you that. Saw, you saw the new Rogel Dorn tank, right? I did. Yeah, there's actually going to be a Ferris Manus tank, too. It's just not going to have a turret on top. <laughs> 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 you don't get that joke. You will soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it too soon? No, it's not too soon. It's never too soon. <laughs> not in this universe. <laughs> so I, that's how I think it would, would be a cool endeavor to take down. I mean, that give us quite a few episodes in our pocket to, to play with and we i was gonna say we have to touch on the horus heresy and i feel like a lot of other channels and and 40k like historical podcasts i guess you could say historical it's fictionally historical uh they've already they do like the from beginning to end but i i think it would be fun for us to kind of comment our own views on some of the more his like Oh yeah. Here, here are the big things that happened that are really exciting to us. What, how we are, we normally do. what we are doing here is not original in the aspects of uh how, how you look at everything, like how there's other channels out there and there are channels with better lore talent. You come to us because you want to hear two jackasses make fun of these things in our own little way. And I think that's why we're here. We're here to fill that void of Maybe there's not enough of that. Not enough people having fun with the lore. Yeah, and nobody we... else has ever talked about launching Chaos Spawn on a catapult. <laughs> or the overly excited Thousand Sun Ghost finally getting a buddy. <laughs> That's what you come to us for. So, real quick, I want to, well, I guess I'll, I'll hold off on this. Don't leave I, me! I have a talking point uh, for when we get to... Um, how the emperor, the emperor and and Horus's um, final final uh, father son chat. I, I have a, I have a talking point for that. Okay, so the emperor he has decided that he is the. So what we know that the primarchs don't know is the emperor has plans to get into the webway, and the webway is like a back end tunnel around the warp, so the the humanity will never have to use the warp for travel ever again through the cosmos. They'll be able to use the webway. It's safe. There's no there's no demonic presence. There's no chaotic presence. So he's like, this is it. This is my time. If I get this done, 
If I could get into the webway and I can create a webway for the Imperium, then we will starve chaos. Well, there, there would be no use. Like, yeah, right. humanity would no longer need to rely on the warp for anything. Warp travel is really, in the, the Emperor's Imperium, travel is the only real need for the warp. Yeah. You have psychers in Space Marine uh, legions at this point. They, he which, doesn't, which does he, beg the funny question, though, of like, if his plan was to starve the warp and get the webway going, that can't spell good news for any psyker anywhere in the Imperium. Oh, absolutely not. Like, oh, you're tapping into the thing we're not supposed to tap into anymore? Hey, hey come here. Come here. I got something for you. You all want a trip to psyker space camp? All right. <laughs> Yeah. This dog, everybody get on this space bus now. <laughs> everybody ready to go? Hey, um, my my third eye is giving me bad premonitions. Uh, I don't know about this. Hey, shut up there, buddy. All right, we're going to give you some relaxation gas in the cabin here. Launch him in the fucking sun. There's a cool 50 Ford if you get it done by 7. Uh, problem solved. Yep. <laughs> Emperor cleans his hands up. Yeah, because the Imperium doesn't need to rely on psychers. Like, the Thousand Suns, they are the most psychically potent uh, legion at this point. That's, like, one of their main fighting tactics. They don't need it. They have weapons that can turn the surface of a planet to to glass. Like, yeah. you don't need to rely on it. So, yeah, the Emperor would be totally fine with just being like, yeah, blip, blip, they're all dead. <laughs> and like that problem solved <laughs> sorry that was a little bit of a side tangent there but so emperor fucks back to earth got the golden throne working he's on it he's trying to breach he's trying to breach it right he's he's not creating one he's breaching into the webway yes if i'm not mistaken yeah he's basically is like yeah he's just kind of like hijacking what the eldar built yeah he's like yeah see this so this is mine now uh <laughs> Yeah, he's just, like, psychically building his own on-ramp to their Fallen <laughs> Kingdom's series of, like, hyper hyperspace highway that they built. He's Meanwhile, just... Horus has fallen. He is making moves. And it's at this point, the Emperor's fucking just... He is all about this webway. And he had told... I, I guess we kind of glossed over this, but he had told Magnus at one point, Hey, stop fucking around in the warp. Knock it off. You're not yep. allowed to be in there. Stop. I'm warning you once, boy, or I'm going to whoop your ass. Like, don't go fucking in the warp, okay? Because you, you keep fucking shit up every time you go in there. Because Magnus was an incredibly powerful psyker. So, well, yeah, and he even, he, it even gets to a point where he, the, the, uh, the Emperor bans the use of psychic powers. Yes. Like, he's like, we're done with this because y'all can't be trusted. Well, here's the infamous Magnus did nothing wrong, although it's very arguably, yeah, he did a lot of things wrong. So Horus goes to Magnus it, it, while Emperor's working on his thing, and it, it, Horus goes to Magnus and says, hey, come join me. We're going to go kill Father because he's a bad guy. And Magnus is like, oh, no, this is a terrible thing. So Magnus decides he's going to go psychically link with the Emperor. But yeah. he can't find him. Well, because uh, basically... Nobody knows at this point, really. Not everybody knows that Horus has gone traitor. Yeah. It becomes immediately like, who can you trust? You know, if he sends a message, 
at this point, the Council of Nikea, they, they decided, like, the Emperor hosted it. The Primarchs all went there. Yep. Um, this is where they, they came up with the idea of, like, hey, fucking yep. stop psychers. Yep. Like, no psychic use. Like, it was heavily sanctioned. And so Magnus was like, fuck. Like, I, this is too important to trust through, like, the sanctioned method of imperial messaging or or any of that shit. Like, I, I don't know who to trust. I This is this is too deadly. I don't want to, like, I need to let Dad know. Now, I can do it this way by going through the warp. I don't fucking care. Um, it's too important not to go through the warp. Yeah, the ends justify the means. The ends didn't justify the means. <laughs> the way that Shane makes it sound is he just kind of, you know, holds his, his fingers up to his temples and... So fucking far away that he has his like trusted council of, of the best psychers ever create like a magic circle around him, and then they charge their psychic powers into Magnus to like amplify his psychic presence into the warp, and he's like a warp-bound spirit form at this point, and just like, traveling to the Emperor at, like, the speed of light. Well, meanwhile, back on Prospero, that circle around him... Imagine people as computers. And <laughs> he is overclocking all of their PCs by doing this. And so they just, like... Brain aneurysm, that guy fucking dies. Guy next to him, blah, you know. And it's like, he's he's literally just sacrificing all of his most trusted advisors. And I, I, they, they knew what they were getting into. You had to have an idea. You had to have somewhat of an idea. Daddy got to talk to Grandpa, all right? Now, I got to... Listen, this phone cord's only five feet long, and I got to be sitting in my lazy boy, or else my <laughs> back's just going to be thrown into a fit. So I need all of you to daisy-chain hands together, all right? All right? Now, Steve, way down there. You in the kitchen? Yeah. Okay. Now, you're going to plug this fork into that outlet right there, all right? I need you all to just keep holding hands for Daddy, all right? That's going to create a current. It's basically what the fuck he did so he could create his illegal long-distance call, which Dad said, no long-distance calls. All right, there you go. Now they're all set up, Shane. Continue. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry, I just visualized that whole thing and that just cracked me up. Uh, so, <laughs> so he's going and he's looking for the Emperor and he finally, finally finds him. He's like, I think I found him. But he can't, there's a wall there. And Magnus is like, I gotta tell him. I gotta tell him. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was saying, yeah, because he he ends up, I think, entering the uh, the the webway, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He comes through like the goddamn Kool Aid Man through that fucking webway. <laughs> <laughs> he just he kicks that fucking wall and he goes, oh yeah. And fucking, <laughs> the emperor's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, Horus is falling to chaos. He's gonna betray you, father. And the emperor's like, no, the fuck, he's not. What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here! Do you have any idea what you just did? Because uh, we have to re-imply that Magnus was in the warp, and he just broke a wall from the warp into the webway, which um, was never supposed to happen. Yep. And it came out through onto Terra. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're on Terra when this is all happening. So essentially, Magnus just ripped a hole <laughs> into the webway for warp, the warp to get into so chaos can get to the webway and so immediately the emperor he's on the golden throne and he is doing everything in his power to hold off the warp 
inside the webway. Custodes are fucking down there. The custodes are in there now fighting with the Sisters of Silence. Like, dude, it's fucking pandemonium. Shit is falling apart rapidly now at this point. I, I love how, though, like, when Magnus bursts through, it's like, he immediately, like, like switches to, Horus is gonna betray you. Fucking, what the hell did you do? Are you mad? Are you mad? <laughs> and then he just, like, and then he just, like, psychically tears ass back to his body, and then he's like, Oh. Guys, I think, I think we fucked up, guys. Nobody do nothing right now, okay? <laughs> Best behaviors, alright? It's all gonna blow over. So, so Magnus goes back, and he's like, oh, I fucked up. And Emperor's sitting on the Golden Throne, doing everything in his power to keep the webway closed up from the warp. It's not going great. Chaos is now infesting into Terra. And there's a big gap there for the Emperor. There's a lot of stuff going on in the heresy. So short and sweet version of it is Horus is gaining some traction. He's gaining a little bit of followers because he was known for his charisma. Like he could soothsay a planet into compliance just by a, a smirk and a grin and a shiny bald head. Yeah, he, he was known for, like, his pragmatism and uh, in, in the Horus heresy, uh, you know, all these Primarchs, you, you learn, once you start digging into it, some Primarchs didn't like other Primarchs. Uh, you had some, like, uh, Kurs who, nobody likes me. Ah, I'm, I'm the, you know, the one that everybody hates. And it's like, well... If you stop being a fucking crazy weirdo, then, you know, maybe you'd have some friends. But, like, Horus is the one where, where you know, they all kind of are are disarmed by Horus. Right. He, he's the older brother that's, oh, come on now. It's not that bad. You know, daddy loves you. It's all, it's everything's going to be okay. <laughs> he's leaving the, he's leaving the beaver's dad. <laughs> 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 so... so He's starting to gain a little traction. He's got the word bearers under him. You know, he's got, he's got his Luna wolves. Things are moving along. And it's at a certain point in time when we're just going to kind of jump around here. But essentially, he gets Fulgrim. Fulgrim gets wrapped into it. Uh, then. Yeah. Yeah. I, you have Alpha like, Legion gets wrapped up into him. Yeah. Like you, I mean, there is a galaxy-wide conspiracy unfurling, even within legions. Like, it's kind of one of those where you have Primarchs... It's fucking Hydra. Like, it's like, Hail Hydra. Yeah. They're all whispering to each other, Hail Hydra, you know, like, like Hail Horus. They, they, they start, like, secluding members of their own legions that they think won't, won't turn to Horus. Yeah. And it's like, they are the... I mean, these legions aren't reaching out to some of the more obvious good guy legions if you will they're like fucking ultramarines no they're never going to turn heel with us against the emperor um and so horus being in charge of the uh the expansion at this point like he he's in charge of the um the crusade fucking can he literally can can rearrange the chessboard how he how he sees fit and he does <laughs> yes so it's like those that are in the know are taking actions to to keep the like the the risk factors in their own legion under bay and then or un, under wraps and then it's like oh and then the other legions that are are going to be an issue fucking send them off out in the middle of fucking nowhere so even if they do find out they're too far away to even do shit also just the fact that at this point in 40k lore the idea of 
space marines turning against the emperor is like unthinkable right it's just insane and it's like uh, space marines fighting other space marines and they're like don't even think that it's, it's like talking about like nuclear war right now like in our reality it where it's like oh devastating don't everything. even think about yeah like there is no winning there space marines were not designed to fight other space marines we have no idea what that would even look like that's that's unthinkable like like two tomato cans just smashing into each other. <laughs> There's a visual. So it's at this point where we, this is an episode all on its own. So we're just going to briefly go over it. Istvan drop site massacre. This is the big one. This is the one. So Horus has strategically placed several legions well outside, like just fuck off nowhere, BFE. And it's at the Istvan drop site massacre where it was the the Salamanders, the Raven Guard, and who was the third one? There was a third one, wasn't there? Uh, uh, the drop site? Yeah. Well, I, I, a lot of legions. I mean, even well, yeah, like... but the, the three loyalist legions that get basically pinched because... There's there's the three Loyalist Legions, and they're getting ready for Horus. They're like, we know fucking Horus is a traitor, they're ready to fight him. Iron Hands, Raven Guard, and Salamanders are like the main defenders. Iron Hands, Ferris Manus, of course, duh. Ferris Manus, shit, duh. <laughs> fucking, we were just talking about him. They are ready, and they are prepared. They know Horus is coming, and they know that he's just the Luna Wolves and the Word Bearers at this point, correct? That 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 we know of. And they're like, we can handle this. Plus, we've got the Emperor's children on their way. And we've got the Death Guard on their way. And we've got <laughs> fucking Night Lords on their way. We are going to fuck him up. <laughs> Bad news. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like what what do you do when you when you got a piece of cheese? You, you pull that, that square of cheese out of the bag, and then there's a little bit of mold on the corner. You just cut the mold off. Yeah, yeah the rest of the cheese is still good. Some, pe- some people do that. Uh, in this case, it would be like 90% of the cheese is mold and you want to cut that last little, little corner of, of fresh cheese off. So you're left with just the mold. Yeah. Does that make sense? Does that track? <laughs> we'll go with it. We're out, we're out of analogies at this point. We're 20 episodes in and we can't fucking come up with any more analogies. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, this is just, uh, Hey, we got a, we got all these good guys in our in our midst, and I use the term "good guy" relatively. Hey, I guess, at this salamanders point. are there, okay, and they are good salamanders guys. Salamanders are, yeah, they're just like where are the humans at? We gotta <laughs> we gotta protect our our, our buddies, which does play um, which does play a factor in the Isvan drop site massacre because again, the salamanders were so so caring and so wanting to be devoted to helping that it actually kind of like plays into the the whole chaos thing. So, the Horus and Logar show up, and they're ready to go, and there's a battle, and Emperor's Children, boom, they come in, drop pods, there's shit falling in from the sky, you've got Death Guard coming, you've got Night Lords coming, and Vulcan and Corvus are just excited as all hell, and Ferris, he's excited too, and, whoo, boy, does that last all of five and a half seconds before, unsurprisingly... Emperor's Children, Death Guard, they, first of all, they start kind of murdering their own 
they're, they have already been starting to purge their own legions at this point. One person that's going to be kind of a hero in this whole thing is Nathaniel Garrow, um, because he's going to escape with a couple other, like a very few, select few, and he's going to bring word back to the Emperor. But they basically just shred the Salamanders, the Raven Guard, the Iron Hands. They get fucked up. Ferris Manus, he's pissed. He goes after Fulgrim. They have a duel. And, well, so Fulgrim uh, just decided to just go and decapitates Ferris in a fit of rage. He didn't want to. He was trying to fight the fall to chaos. But in a fit of rage, he knocks his head off and that's the end of Ferris Manus. Yeah, he's pretty possessed at this point. Yeah, he's pretty... He, but he kept, like, fighting it. He kept, like, he was... But this is the moment where he just goes, Hey, full-blooded uh, snake-tit demon. So... <laughs> oh, yeah, his apotheosis. Yes, yeah. it, it's what what triggers it. So the Isvan Dropsite Massacre, we're, we're really glossing over it. But 90-some-odd percent of the Salamanders are wiped out. 90-some-odd percent of the Raven Guard is wiped out. A good chunk of iron, like, another... 90 or 80 percent of the iron hands are wiped out this is a fucking it's not called a massacre for nothing like millions are dead the planet is consumed by chaos like this is just fucking bananas now we got us a a civil war everybody you've got fallen primarchs together at last they're all on the fast lane to fucking terra now horus had already sent some people uh, fucking Gulliman and his Ultramarines were fuck off nowhere. Blood Angels were fu- and Sanguinius were fuck off nowhere. So Gulliman and Sanguinius hightail it back to Terra because they're like, we got to get there before they before Horus and his legions get there, and they mount a defense. And it's at this point the Emperor is still chilling on that golden throne, basically bleeding out his nose a little bit, like <laughs> just like like he's trying to squeeze out a really hard shit because he's trying to. Squeeze all that warp back inside the warp and not into the webway. Flash forward a little bit more, and Horus is there, and the fucking te- siege of Terra begins. They they end up breaking through orbital the orbital defenses of Terra. Yep. You have traitor legions wreaking havoc across Terra. Um, the Imperial Palace is under siege. Uh, everybody's just fucking doing crazy shit at this at this point. Like the the Emperor's children are capturing populations, like, citizen populations. They're not even fighting, like, the war front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's actually important, too. Because Fulgrim's off doing his own thing. Fulgrim is off doing his own perverted things. Cause, yeah, because at this point, he's fully corrupted by chaos. The Emperor is looking at his corrupted children. Angron is a demon prince at this point. Fulgrim, demon prince at this point. Um, they are all just completely lost and and they're jacked the fuck up <laughs> yeah like and like it was the same with like fulgrim they were like capturing civilians and then rendering them their bodies down into like weird chemical drugs like they're basically turning people into cocaine <laughs> and and that that's what they're doing during this so we're gonna flash forward a little bit more in time siege of Terra is actually going the way of the loyalists uh Perturabo at one point just gets so pissed that all of his uh, chaos brothers are, are fucking around. So he leaves. Yeah. It, everything's just falling apart. So in Horus's last ditch 
effort to kind of save this whole thing, lowers the shields on his flagship where he's been kind of lurking this whole time, the Vengeful Spirit, knowing that that's going to allow the Emperor to come aboard. He does it as like a, all right, motherfucker, you want to end this? Let's fucking do this. Sanguinius, Dorn, a whole mess of space marines and custodes decide to beam aboard and take the fight to Horus. This is going to end it all. This is it. Before he goes, the Emperor looks at Malkador, puts a hand on his shoulder and says, who's my special guy? Hey, little buddy. You're not really supposed to be on this thing. I just need you for like two minutes, all right? Just It's like the Golden Throne is essentially a giant psychic beacon battery power source. You name it, it's pretty much everything you could want it to be. And the only person ever really designed to sit on it was the Emperor, because he's the only one that was powerful enough. Malkador's powerful uh, on a lot of levels, but he's... When you're talking like levels of the power, the the power level of the emperor, it's like they're not even fucking close. So like Malkador would be lucky if he lives for three minutes on the golden throne without being evaporated into dust. Yeah, this would be like this would be like Dan Marino telling his five year old son, "Listen, Daddy's got to go use the restroom. I just need you to get in there for like fucking yeah. like like one play. That's all I need you for. Just get in one, there. You'll be play. fine. You just take that ball. You just throw it. You've done this before on the playground and." Yeah. Like, his fucking, you know, and then just fucking blitz it, and he gets crushed under, like, five defensemen. <laughs> so they beam aboard the Vengeful Spirit. You got mutants. You got demons. You got traitor space marines. Uh, I'm sure it's probably gross in there and smells like B.O. Due to demonic influence, they all get transported, not as a single unit, but they're all scattered across the ship. Are all trying to fight their way through the nightmare that is that that, that that ship and get to Horus. First one that gets there, Sanguinius. It's been known for a long time. Sanguinius can fuck up pretty much any of the Primarchs in a 1v1 duel. Now, he's pretty beat up at this point. But, so the story goes, Sanguinius goes, Horus fucking kills him, and the Emperor arrives, and the Emperor... Seeing Sanguinius Fallen goes into basically god mode, and even though he loses an eye and an arm, he eventually sends a soul-killing blast of psychic energy at Horus, thus rendering him a husk. Like, there's no surviving it. He, like, unmakes him completely. Meanwhile, there's, like, so just some, like, fucking, like, low-level terminal monitor like that were like was on Horus's ship like peace <laughs> listen man I was I was just like menial tasks here what am I gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up to Horus no man I had to go with the flow here just to keep my life dude I didn't want to go traitor come on emperor this <laughs> is runs over and like grabs like a little uh I got an emperor down here uh anybody what's What's the 40k version of 911? <laughs> 912. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, uh, Dorn finally gets there, finds his dying daddy. Uh, Sanguinius is dead. Horus is dead. And then uh, they just, I think, teleport back to the palace. Like a teleport shunt? Like he just kind of 
like, bloop, bloop, and just a pile of hamburger comes back. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happened to you? I the throne. Put me on the throne. I don't... I don't know where to, uh... We just gotta dust off all that Melkador that, that's all dried up and crusted on Because <laughs> Sadly, at this point, Melkador has basically become a raisin man and is dead. This is where Emperor Mankind basically becomes a complete drain on the healthcare system of Terra, and also becomes the world's largest living battery. Because... Pretty much. He can no longer leave... If he leaves the throne, he will die. And another side note of brilliant engineering was Vulcan decided at this point that to ensure safety or maybe it was maybe it was to ensure a quick painless death for the people of Terra that if the forces of chaos were to ever come back and try to finish the job of the emperor if the emperor dies while on the golden throne then the golden throne turns into a planet destroying nuclear device like it'll wipe out all life on Terra if the Emperor dies. Yeah, because thanks to Magnus, you have that portal, for, like the warp has a direct entrance into Terra. That's his whole role, is to psychically hold back the warp from entering Terra. While simultaneously, now now humanity can't access, like the Emperor's great plan of, hey, we can use the warp, and we can travel through the, or uh, not the warp, um, we the webway. We're going to use the webway. Well, again, thanks to Magnus, the webway project is forever lost. The only person that understood the technology of the Golden Throne was the Emperor. It is That is now lost technology, lost science. Yeah, so because he's a fucking now are, Yeah, humanity is now forced to use warp technology, and therefore the emperor on the golden throne projects a psychic beacon it's basically a the astronomicon the astronomicon it's it's like a galaxy wide spanning like north star it gives you a point of reference so that you can safely have a bearing you have a bearing now of where you're going in the warp uh yep. you, you can you can travel space by having that solid coordinate at all times um so yeah really really fucked up uh his his plans the the chaos gods if if it was their their scheming which uh when you read you know when we get more into like magnus's story uh he basically gets guided by by voices on his journey to terra of hey look at this look at this webway look at this portal you can access this you can get there in uh in no time at all um he gets got and ends up fucking up everything and so yeah now now mr catatonic emperor is is forced to hold back chaos while simultaneously uh guiding all of human humanity through through the world as best he can like in as best as and, he can. and later on there's stories of like the emperor like taking people aside you never hear the stories though but like basically he takes gilliman aside at one point and tells him something we still don't know what he told him but essentially, that's when Gulliman kind of takes up the role of Lord Regent, and he's going to be, like, commander of all Imperium for right now. Yeah, Gilliman um, comes back. Bobby G. Bobby uh, G. And they basically, he's like, I need to talk to Father. Like, he, he comes back. You have a whole bunch of bureaucrats that have been running the the uh, the Imperium at this point. The they've turned it into, <laughs> yeah, they've, they've turned it into a, a religious um, cult. 
they, they everybody prays to the emperor. Everything the emperor didn't want uh, it, it has come. But to ironically, be. has made him more powerful because it's like it's like a the, the the prayers, the worship has actually ascended him to almost like a godhood status. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they say that like the collective unconsciousness of humanity basically channeling their their latent psychic energy through like that gets there's like feedback of that through the warp so if we as a as a race are all collectively like the emperor is going to protect me i i believe that you will be you will be protected by the emperor it's like you're actually kind of like wishing it to become reality in a, right. in a way yeah it, it's it's funky but yeah, it's, he, it's he a basic... weird, weird way to look at it. But yeah, essentially, it's like it's like in in the universe of forty k, Santa Claus probably actually does exist. If that's the way it works, if you just believe in something really hard enough, it makes it so. So therefore, Santa Claus could exist. Like, hello, Billy, you're, you're my god. <laughs> I got you that train set you wanted. <laughs> Thank you for wishing me into existence. Could you uh, please believe that my home is in uh, is in Boca or somewhere warm? I'm freezing, but my my toes have frostbite. <laughs> Why hast thou forsaken me? Old <laughs> well, kid scarred for life. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, oh boy, the emperor, the emperor man. He 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 gets a raw deal, but he kind of he's kind of an asshole. In a lot of ways. Like, okay, like, we're glossing over some stuff for sure, but he's, again, he's cold and calculating. He did everything, and he had every intention, if you ask me, that when he got through the webway, when he got that project off the ground, a whole mess of Space Marines were dying. A whole mess of Primarchs were going away. Like, there might have been a few that would survive because they had other uses that could be potentially beneficial to the imperium but like angron oh, angron goodbye bye goodbye bye. uh goodbye fucking um eldar as well yeah their humanity is pouring through every single doorway in that webway all of those those hidden lost web gates that that you have all these like fucking yeah uh, it's not like eldar they're gonna go through there and everything. go what's behind that door oh that's the eldar stuff we don't bother them no, it's going to be like, yep, it's ours now, kicking in the door. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Here's Johnny. <laughs> oh, God. What the hell is that? You know, poor Eldar that have never probably seen a human before. They see these giant meat golems of humans coming through <laughs> like, hey, this is ours now. These are some mighty Mom. fine resources you have. Mama, what what is that stone archway? Oh, that is... That is an, oh, an ancient portal to the webway. We we keep it guarded for, for if, if used in the wrong hands, could could cause mass chaos and, and much suffering. Blah! Say hello to my little friend. Meanwhile, yeah, within an instant, everything's on fire, and and little poor Mama is being teabagged while little while little little space. Space uh, Eldar is is getting his face curb stomped into a <laughs> into an Eldar fountain. <laughs> it it would have curse blat. <laughs> curse blat. Yeah, the Emperor. Real quick too, because uh, he got beat this by. This is the way we genocide, genocide, genocide. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, 
the the emperor, like you said, who 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 knows exactly what happened? The stories have us say it was Horus that struck him down. There 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 was a school of thought that maybe it was Sanguinius. Upon doing a little bit of research into like how how strong is the emperor, oh, I I came across this sentence and it makes me giggle, and it's like well, the emperor of mankind is a is is able to. Uh, defeat foes or uh, he's able to defeat nine-dimensional foes but was once almost killed by a really strong orc so i don't know what the fuck it means to battle a nine nine nine-dimensional foe i don't know if you know what that what that is that sounds like some like fucking uh hp lovecraft cthulhu shit like it's nine-dimensional because it has nine tentacles (laughs) something like how strong was he? He's able to defeat nine-dimensional foes. Like, alright, so he can do anything? And then it's like, yeah, but he got beat one time by, like, a really strong orc. Like, he was, like, well, big. I think, like, I do was, believe, like, though, that, that, that it wasn't a it, just a basic orc. It was the old, um, uh, what'd they call them? The Groks? The Groks? The Groks? Like, the, the, the fucking primarchs of orcs, essentially. Like, they were, like, what orcs devolved from? Like, Orcs used to have, like, a... Used to be all, like, Primarch size. That's how, like, Orcs used to be. Like, they were huge, warring beasts. But as the old ones and uh, went away and the war against the Eldar went away, they kind of devolved downward. They didn't evolve. Orcs got dumber and more chaotic in their in their pursuits. So it's like... I think when they're talking about that, they're talking about like a, a juiced up orc. It's not just some like big orc. It's like they're they're god tier orcs. Granted, it's still like, wait, what? <laughs> exactly. You can't segue from he's able to battle nine nine dimensional enemies. You know. And then the, there was the, this guy Ted, and he was yeah. very difficult to defeat. <laughs> Dude was fucking swole as shit. All right, <laughs> you don't even know. All right, he's. Big. He put. He did that arcade game at Dave and Buster's where you punch it, and like the high score was like four hundred and fifty. This son of a bitch got like seven hundred and ninety. Holy it's shit! Ridiculous. You know, it's like what the. F- you can't give me something that I can't wrap wrap my brain around, <laughs> and then like all just uh, he was a big orc, like really big, and Horace had to come in and cut that orc's head off from behind. So like, there you go. Well, and the other thing we didn't talk about too is Drachnia. Uh, or Drachnian, however you say it. Um, the demon, the first demon, essentially. Um, he was the demon that was birthed when Cain slew Abel. And uh, he he's like the time and more... As long as humanity is around, Drachnia exists. And he's actually uh, held an Abaddon sword. Like, that's where he was, like, stuck to. There's a whole cool story about uh, the custodian who was, like, charged with protecting the sword and keeping it from the chaos and obviously it didn't go well because Abaddon's got it now, but Drachnia was like this fucking uber powerful, uh, demon and the emperor and him went on a one-on-one duel. Emperor eventually beat him, trapped him to a sword, but he was another good one. Like, that, that's another good story to go over at some point when we get to it. Cause that's a, that's a fun one. Yeah. It's a very interesting tale, you know, kind of like, you know, old biblical kind of style because they, they still acknowledge like Cain and Abel and stuff like that in Warhammer 40k and Drachnia is like what was birthed upon the first murder because that would be essentially he's the devil is essentially like when you really think about it like 
his birth is what is because humanity will always be fighting and always be killing. So he'll always be around and always be powerful. It's not until there would be like absolute peace that he could be defeated and he can't be defeated because that'll never happen. It's like this weird mirror of humanity. Okay. Sorry, another weird side note. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that, that kind of wraps up uh, the Emperor's past, and that takes us to the present. He, he's been on the throne at this point for 10,000 years. And he's uh, a husk. Yep, as we said, Gilliman. The throne is failing. Uh, we do know that in the lower wise right now. The throne yep. is breaking down. Uh, they have now reached out to the Dark Eldar, and the Dark Eldar were supposed to be helping but they didn't do it with uh, altruism in mind. They uh, had plans to study the Golden Throne to create their own throne inside the webway, um, which I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that more detail fleshed out. And then, um, you know, we got... Uh, I, think I think the, the Dark Eldar I, also tried to, like, get DNA from the Emperor to clone him. They did. They, they, they absolutely stole it, but it got destroyed. I don't think they, they successfully got it, they, but they definitely wanted some of that good, good Emperor juice. <laughs> uh we got the votan now they're the leagues of votan uh, i think i think there's going to be books that'll come out that'll they'll because the leagues of votan uh brief synopsis on them but the votan is not a it's not a religious thing it's a it's a object and they kind of strongly hint that the votan are actually old stcs and if they're stcs that's really fucking important to the storyline and the Votan are using old school dark age technology. Uh, so I think that I think when they make contact with the Imperium, I think there's going to be this, Hey, you guys are really smart and you guys have shit that we don't even know exists. Like we didn't even know existed. Can you come take a look at this golden throne and tell us what's up with it? See if you can get it working again. So I think it'd be really cool to see where it goes lore wise. I just hope it starts pushing forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So <clears throat> the emperor's been on the throne for 10,000 years. Like you said, Golden Throne's failing. Uh, he, the emperor's basically being kept. Uh, his body is rotting, but his mind is being kept alive. They, they feed him psychers. Uh, they basically <laughs> as, high five. As I, noted, as I noted in the previous episode. <laughs> yeah. They basically, like you said, they, they, they high five the Golden Throne, zaps him of their, of their life, and there you go. Um, and when Gilliman comes back, like when he's revived through methods, uh, we'll, we'll touch on a different episode. Um, he, he talks with the, the emperor, basically he, he clears out the chamber. He stands before the emperor shits said psychically, like he's like, (laughs) eyes flutter in his skull. And you're just like, what the fuck is happening, man? Uh, and then he's like, I know what I need to do. Um, and so Gilliman's looking around at the, what, what the empire has, the, uh, Imperium has become. He hates it. Uh, he's worshiped as a, as a deity, as, as like a God. Um, and he gets his, like, he, he dies again after coming back to life and then is like magically revived. He doesn't, he's like losing his grasp on reality he's like this is not like what the this is not real these people we are not gods like this is not how it's supposed to be and is like learning to just accept it and kind of use this like this religion is effective in in guiding the might of the empire at this point 
in the direction it needs to go to. So, like, I, I at this point, I think the, the Emperor is, is looking to Gilliman as, like, we need to use, guide this, this horrible monstrosity of an empire in, in, into war against chaos, like guide, like lead them and then enlighten them. I, I, I think that's kind of where the emperor is mentally uh, at this point. Yeah. You got, you got to use what you got at the moment. Um, uh, Gulliman like leaves that. I think, was it Gulliman's idea to do, um, Primaris, or was it Call's? Well, Call had him in the back pocket, and he he presented him to Gulliman. He's like, "Here, th- this is something I've been working on. This should help give you the edge." And Gulliman's like, "Fucking order up, let's do this." <laughs> yeah, he he's a man of like reason and science, like his father was. He there there is no like worry of 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 Bobby G being like oh, traitorous technology. He's a witch, burn him. He's like, "Yes, this is reasonable. I get it." Uh, yep. all we the numbers seem to, yeah, the numbers seem to add up here. So let's, let's go for it. Let's start guiding we'll, humanity into the let's next just, uh, age. We'll just, uh, we'll cross all the T's and dot all the lowercase J's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, and yeah, like you said, um, with the, uh, the leagues of Votan, you know, them being like an ancient offshoot of humanity that set, was sent out, they were, they were lost. Um, to humanity, they have evolved into their own, and like I said, subspecies. The, the, the basically, the Votan, the actual objects known as the Votan, are strongly hinted to be possibly STCs. I think. Yeah, they're so, like supercomputers, basically. Yes, that were that were in charge of like guiding these human frontiersmen. So I think it's. I think there's. I think with the tenth edition coming around the corner and everything, I think we're gonna hopefully see a little bit of forward movement. I would love to have two um, human empires, basically. I would love to see, like, an offshoot where you have Gilliman and Call leading an enlightened new Imperium. Yeah. Um, and then having, like, all of the... Because, I mean, he also, like, over... Like, he, he basically outs... He ousts all of, like, the old leaders that were like in charge of everything so i don't think that this will happen because he basically it's like yay all of you that were in charge yeah you're all fired um but i would love to have like the imperial cult become like its own faction that just relies heavily on like the belief in the emperor it's like it's like fully like over overzealous to the max and like that mainly populated by black templars (laughs) yeah like like just something that's like the militant church wing of the 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 Imperium, like that paranoid. Uh, maybe not even have them be like a separate faction of like facing off against the Enlightened Imperium, just like kind of like as a secret thing that like Gulliman's like they're necessary. Like, I'm yeah, not, I'm not a fan of it, but you know, get, well, yeah, like have them get, get like yeah, like they get like they get like the uh, all of like the miracles, and and they they you know they maybe they're like immune to to uh, attrition tests and everything like they're this crazy you know like have like i don't know i would love to have like that wing keep going as much as it it's cool to like see the the imperium evolve and and advance technology wise and and like it i don't know i gullyman i get it 
like he's bringing reason back and everything like that. But part of the part of the fun for me of, of like the Imperium in 40k was this idea of you having like a dark age of technology where they don't understand how the weapons that they're using fully work. Like that's just that's infinitely like interesting to me of like oh my like that tank's not really running very well oh well did you pray to the machine like the spirit of the machine that runs it no i did well <laughs> well there's your problem like <laughs> that that's hilarious to me i love it it's it's so bizarre this 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 mixing so, of religion i'll, I'll remember that religion. next time my transmission's going out in my car like <laughs> yeah oh i'm gonna sign up <laughs> well my copy fax is uh is cursed what yeah it's fucking <laughs> Fucking cursed, man. Just, I don't know what to do. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's just a little, little tangent for me. But I, that, that that's part of what, like, that bastardization of, like, religion and technology, to me, has always been, like, quintessential Imperium 40K. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. I think that's a, I think it's a good good wrap-up on that. Like, I think it's uh, that leads us into a lot of stuff, a lot of different avenues that we can go to here going forward. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, now, now, now you understand that when you hear about the, the emperor of mankind, you at least have, hopefully we've gotten you peaked, you've peaked your interest on, on some of the things of like the, when he, when he first, if, you know, if did, anything, let's hope that the, the, this, uh, gives you reason to go read the books and go get into the books maybe and get into the lore, maybe not even the books, just, you just want to start Googling and researching and looking up stories and stuff like if that gets you further or maybe you go check out one of the better youtube channels that have like more in-depth lore than what we provide um that's cool too uh, yeah. luton luton is one of my favorites uh l-u-e-t-i-n i think oh nine is his name he does a uh, really good breakdowns in lore and stuff i like listening to him he's got a soothing voice yeah um you know that that's kind of the goal with the show is uh to to get you excited hopefully and uh, you know, hey, I, I want to learn more about Magnus from this episode. I will, I will say this: the the Emperor getting angry at him for breaking through the webway was not what made Magnus end up turning traitor. No. There is there is more to that story, and we will touch on the fall of Prospero in another episode. But yes. uh, that, that you know, that's a really exciting area um, in in 40k lore to to look into if you Google. Fall of Prospero on YouTube or on, on just on Google search, you'll find a millions of things on it. Um, but yeah, this is a really exciting, the Horus Heresy and, and post Horus Heresy is a really exciting time in 40k lore. That's where all, a lot of the really good stuff happens. That's all, that's all the gooey goodness. Yep. <laughs> so uh, as a final thought, I, I don't really have like a final question or final thought that I wanted to end this with. I just wanted to, uh, once again, um, ask40k at gmail.com, A-S-K-4-0-Q-U-E at gmail.com. Uh, as call. always, let it, yeah, shoot us, shoot us an email. Let us know. Is there anything you want to know more about that we've, that we've briefly mentioned? Uh, well, you, you know, want more in depth. Yeah. Anything that we just completely haven't touched on and you're like, I can't believe they haven't talked about this yet or this character. Uh, shoot us an email. Uh, We're 20 episodes in. Give us a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if there's anything that you like or don't like about the show, I know that 
Um, in these later episodes, you if you've been a longtime listener now at this point, you've noticed the the sudden influx in uh, like sound effects. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a completely different approach to the episodes. What, are are you liking it? Is it is it making you laugh hysterically, or are you like, if I hear one more fucking sound effect, I'm gonna kill these two? Um, yeah, just l- let us know. Um, without feedback, we we assume everything's hunky dory, and it might be. It might not be. We're we're kind of the emperor at this point, uh, sitting on the golden throne, away from, away from. <laughs> you are all Horus out on the crusade. We're we're trusted that yeah everything is good and you got our back. <laughs> oh, one other thing. Uh, thank you again to Astroborn. Yes, I look forward to the new album when it comes out, and we'll be glad to promote it on the show when it does drop. So absolutely. They do our intro music, and I am eternally grateful for that. So find them on Spotify, find them on whatever music platform you listen to. YouTube them, they YouTube got some cool them. They got fucking music videos. Yes, uh, get on their Facebook page if you love great heavy metal. They are awesome, uh, and yeah, they're very active on Facebook. They're funny. Uh, they're they're easygoing guys. Why is yes. it that death metal bands are always the nicest people ever? The angrier sounding the music. Because they get uh, the, the, all that shit out in the studio. They get it all out, and then they got nothing but happiness coming out. Like they're, They walk out of that stu- recording studio, and they're like, I'm happy now. Got all that anger and aggression out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until, we, until I vote for Jason to drink more uh, baked beans out of a can. That was fun. There you go. See, <laughs> you're going to get quality content like that if you follow Astral Born on social media. <laughs> all right. That's it, guys. Thank you for joining us. 